to the Divorce Devil Podcast, a show tailor-made for those stepping out of the divorce recovery space. Follow your hosts, David and Rachel, as they dive into the all-too-familiar shitstorm of the more-than-interesting end-of-the-road divorce topics, stories, and discussions. While realizing it can be a trying stage, they have been where you are and understand the struggle. And yes, the struggle is real. They know that recovery can be such a clusterfuck. Check out the podcast if you feel like you're juggling chainsaws, then strap in and hold on for some honesty, authenticity, and hard-in-your-face irrefutable truths. This innovative podcast is not for the faint-hearted, so if you can't handle the certain truths, just keep it moving. If you can, welcome to the show. Oh, you're welcome. welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> welcome Where to Divorce we? Devil episode uh, 127, David and the original. Uh, David and Rachel on the mic. Hello, not Reginald. On the mic. Today we're talking about how do you accept your past and embrace your future in divorce recovery. Hey, how'd you like that uh, episode last week? It was awesome. Yeah, it was interesting. The connectors was great. Yep, connectors. And, like, lot, and it was great that you knew all the things that we say because I can't remember <laughs> my name. Even, like, even, you even your shit. Yeah, like, I even got your you shit You couldn't right. remember my name right now. Like, hey, I couldn't hey, remember. Hey, hey stroke. Um, all right. I actually just was looking at some stuff on the desk here, and I really want to quote Jody um, Eckleberry Hunt that has been a guest on our podcast. And I think how you accept your past and embrace your future is you like, Move on, motherfucker. Live, laugh, and let shit go. Um, but I don't think you necessarily accept your past until you've gone through a lot of healing. Because I feel like even now, like, my daughter just graduated college. And I don't know that I accept the fact that she's grown up and she's an adult and she doesn't need me. And when we're, she needs me, but not like how she did before when she was, you know, five. And then... She's moving far away, and I I feel like my identity has always been about my kids, and now it's more like, okay, Logan's next. Like, I got to get him into middle school, high school, all the whole thing, and I don't think you can necessarily let your past, like, accept all of the past because it's no longer that family that we're supposed to have, like, with divorce. You just have to learn the new the newness or it. maybe the past doesn't affect you like it used to. Yeah. I think the negative stuff you have to heal through, but like, you know, when you got married, you were like, why pick a fence? I'm going to end up, you know, having kids married, like the house, the, the vacations, the whole thing. We retired with rockers on the chair, on the, on the porch, in the chair on the porch. Right. But that, Boom. that's not how it happens. So you almost have to, except that that is not your normal and you have to embrace the new and normal, the new things that are happening. And that's hard because you're now melding, especially if you're in a relationship, if you're melding families together and you know what takes precedence and what, you know, what can you miss and what, like I went to a graduation and not to my son's baseball game. Did I feel guilty? Yes. But do I know that I make most of the games and my priority is that? It's all relative. But I'm also part of another family that, of course, my my kids come first and his kids come first for each of us. But we try to make a lot of things work for us both. And I think we're both very flexible in that. I think what happens in divorce, you know, you're cutting stuff. So you're slicing, you're you're dividing, you're slicing. Mm-hmm. And then when you get somebody, you're adding and you're you're soldering 
and you're trying to meld, like you said, something, something new in, into a relationship. So it's almost like a reverse of a divorce. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think like before we started, I said, I don't think I ever accept that I failed. I can make anything negative. So, you know, the fact that that my marriage didn't work out is a negative, but it can also be like, look at how far I've come. I've healed. I'm on this podcast that helps me heal. Mm -hmm. I've helped other people and others and others. And like, there's, I think no matter how you look at any situation, you can make it negative, but if you choose to heal and choose to learn and choose to move forward and grow from the things that you experience, that's how you embrace your future. And like, especially like in a new relationship, it, you know, you don't have the security of a marriage, which a lot of times marriage is security because you're like, okay, this person's stuck with me. Well, what happens when they're not stuck with you anymore? Now you have to figure out, is someone else worth being stuck with? And I don't think it, you know what I mean? It's like, like yep. when you're married, it's like a safety net, right? Yep. Because you're like, oh, my husband can help me. Oh, this yep. one. But when you're in just a, like a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship, even if it's a healthy relationship, I, I can only speak for me. And I, I was actually talking to someone at work today. They're like, there's that security in saying that we're engaged or we're married or we're this. Because it's almost like you take stuff for granted when you're married. And, yeah. and you can't take stuff for granted. Yeah. And I dating. think especially getting into a new relationship that you're like, okay, what's the next step or, you know, an engagement or do you're going to get married or when, you know, especially if in the beginning you're like, nope, I'm never getting married. That was yes. shit. Hello. Fuck. Yes. No, I'm not yes. doing that shit again. Man, but screw then, that shit. But then when you find a person who's like your missing piece or that person that gets you no matter what or lets you be. In all the moods that you have, even if you don't know what you're feeling, because before, if you were in a bad mood, you might get yelled at by your spouse going, what's mm. fuck's wrong with you? Or what's wrong? Or why, why, why aren't you talking? Or why this? Or blah, blah. And it almost becomes like, oh, that must be my problem because they're yelling at me. Mm -hmm. Or that must be one of my flaws that I don't know that I have until I've healed or gone through something like that. And you kind of think like, so what's the next step? Do I have that security? Am I? Do I feel safe? In this relationship, like, I don't know, big steps like buying a house together or, you know, you're going to retire. What's that? Are you both talking about your finances? You know, there's a lot of things when you're in a, in a, in a relationship that need to be spoken about. And I think there's some muddy water there. So I think embracing your future is communicating all the stuff and saying your fears and saying you're like why you don't want to make the step or if you do make the next step like what does that mean like you know there's just a lot of things that go into feeling that that the past isn't going to be all consuming yeah. and just identify who you are you, there's a new identity i think we were talking about the subject you know we talk about accept your past we, we're not talking about accept your total past yeah no. maybe there's some parts of your past you say hey maybe i accept mm -hmm. this i don't accept this mm -hmm. but maybe it takes time to accept different parts of your past yeah and accept or or em embrace Parts of your future that you know that's coming up, yeah. you know, that you that you have to do this or you have to share time with another family and things like that. So it, yeah. it's almost like a like a melting pot. Like it's always it, it's it's always flowing. Well, and I think, too, like so when 
you know, I was really young when I got engaged and then when I mm-hmm. got married. And I had my first child at 23, which nowadays, my daughter's 22. I cannot imagine her having being married and having a kid and doing all the things that we yep. did. And there was an expectation, I think, with the generations before these that, you know, well, if you're dating six months and he doesn't propose, like, he's Move cheating yep. or this is going on or you're not the one or he's not the one. And how come you haven't, like, done, you know, have you? how come you haven't talked about it? And then as soon as you get engaged, the moms are like, what are you having babies? Like, well, shouldn't we get married first? And it was like, there was a whole different stigma. We're not having no babies, by the way. I mean, fur babies. No, we ain't having no babies. Oh, yeah. David and Valerie. Oh. I have some important news. We're having a baby. They're having a baby. <laughs> no, they got engaged. Congratulations. We're having a baby. We're having Yay! a baby. Yay! And I'm going to be the Yay. flower girl. Yeah. And the MC. Yeah. And, and the uh, priest. Oh, should I get ordained right now? Yeah. yeah. I accept the... Yes. Yes. So, yes, that's some great news. So, see, like, there's a lot of, you know. There's hope out there. There's hope out there. And yeah. we've had some guests, too, that, you know, didn't think they were going to get make... those guests back on here, man. Guests, we need you back on. It's so busy at the end of the year, though. Like, hey, hey. Well, I don't care. Year. We got to get some people back back on yeah. here. You need to pull some strings. All right. I'm pulling strings. I want Angela. On... I want everybody back on here. <laughs> If Angela. we gotta, if we gotta do a zoom, we gotta get Angela before she moves like north. Yeah, She's hello. Going, like, way, yes. way up there. So, but yeah. So I think part of embracing your future is also one of my favorites that we talked. You know, talked about the connectors is dealing with your shit. Yep. Um, I was thinking about this this morning. There's there's quite a few people in my life that are nar- are narcissists, and I mean like diagnosed like full-blown they may not know it but uh, absolutely there's no other explanation for it and control and control um i actually had to um be at my grad my daughter's graduation with one one of my nemesis who i now i don't care like she's just in the space that i'm no in. parking spaces yeah she's just in the space that i am and when i hear her say things now because they don't affect me i'm just like Oh, yeah, she's just a narcissist. Like, that is yeah. literally what her thing is. She actually has this issue. Will not, will never. She's an older lady, of course. So was it a lot of negative speak? Actually, no. It's because I didn't, I didn't. Or give maybe her you didn't enough. perceive it as, as such. Yeah, I, you weren't I listening. I almost. I don't think there was really a chance for her to be negative because it was such a great experience. Mm -hmm. But there was always like that. Well, this one doesn't talk to me anymore. And in my head, I'm like, well, cool. Like, lucky you. Like that one, that one's shitty anyway. So why do you care? And why, why do you care now if you're in a good space? Right. So I think I didn't give her the chance to be like, well, this one did this and this one, because it's always the same button. And I'm just like, I'm so glad I'm not a part of that. But. The other thing on it uh, of that was my children are totally engulfed in it. It's like this one's this, and this one's my favorite, and this is that, and here here's some jewelry that you don't want, but take it anyway, and da da da. And so there's just all these things that I am watching from a different perspective now, and going like, well, just tell her no, like just say no to her before I'd be like, well, it's your grandma, you need to be nice, and da da da. And just because she hates me doesn't mean she hates you, but you know. So now I'm just like. Tell her. It's almost like an out-of-body experience. You're like, like looking well, from the her, outside. She'd be mad. I go, and yeah, she's yeah. mad anyway. Like, yeah. she gets pissed off. And then, you know, my kids are like, well, I see dad when he's, like, you know, 
having to um, be with her or interact and engage in her stuff, he be, he starts to become like her again. And I was like, oh, well, you need to tell him I'm this old and that's not how you talk to me. This is what this is why yeah. you got to take an eight week eight week break. vacation. Uh-huh. But yeah, so I think that, I, you know, looking at it from like a different viewpoint, it's it's wow. Like, honestly, like I see it like, oh, OK. I, I, that's what that is. I firmly believe that you need, you know, you know, that negative, positive uh, yin yang. Yeah. You need narcissists in your life. You well, do. not for a long time because then yeah, that shit yeah, gets no, tired. No, no, no. You do because you get to the point where they don't affect you. But you got to have the negative and the positive in, in well, my order problem, to have I hold it. on to people too long. I don't cut ties quick enough. But you, so then but that you, narcissism. But you are doing it, though. I know, but that narcissism recently, affects me more than it affects them because they don't give a fuck. Recently, recently, you have done really well. You have cut the yeah. fluff. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, but and again, but, the kind but of person I feel you like, got to have that positive yeah. and negative in order to appreciate. Yeah. The positive. I've been through enough fucking shit in my yeah. life. I don't need any more negative bullshit. But, but, but you don't have negative bullshit because it, it doesn't affect you. Even yeah. though the negative bullshit is there, yeah. it's not there because it doesn't affect you. Yeah. Well, it, it's I, almost like a side side. I almost I almost feel like I'm tired of letting people off the hook because that that's what they are. That's who they are. I'm now, I'm, you know it. Like, and you've even said since your stroke, you're like, I give so much less fucks. Like, no, I don't care about shit. And I'm at the point where like, like there was an incident at work where a a substitute, like a substitute that's taken over for a teacher who passed, uh, passed away. Now she didn't pass away. She moved away. Mm -hmm. My bad. Um, and this class has had more teachers in it than the people are just leaving. Right. And so then the two permanent teachers that are there, they, um, weren't really helpful. And so she had all this stuff and she didn't know how to speak to them. And she's here till the end of the year and she's, she's pregnant and she's all this stuff. And so she comes to me and vents and I listen and I I love her, but I also have to stick up for her too, because she's not our full-time employee Mm -hmm. and the full-time employees dropped the ball. So now we have this stressed out permanent, you know, for the end of the year sub pregnant on a field trip all this stuff and she's having to deal with all the things that these people should have done well then i got the other teachers going well there's a lot i go oh no stop so did you get sucked in no i said well maybe if y'all did your job because they all come to my desk it's like the meeting place mm-hmm. if y'all would have done your job she wouldn't have felt that way she did if it was all handled and y'all talk to each other about it mm-hmm. none of you would be talking separately to me about it because you obviously- have it done I was like, why don't you just tell her? So then they were in the lounge. And I'm like, hey, by the way, you did this. You did that. Hey, but if you would have done that, that you all would have had a problem. But maybe for the last week of school, you all can talk to each other and it won't be so nitpicky. Crazy. And I'm like, I'm just the nurse. I don't know what the hell happens. You up in your- can't make people do what they don't want to do. And I was you like, can't. y'all you can't are bitching change, about. You can't change people either. Yeah. You can't. Well, 99% the- of the time, you can't change people. And the one teacher that comes to me all the time, she's so negative. And I'm just like. Mm-hmm. No, stop blaming everybody. Take your space, take your thing in it, and figure it out. You have been here the longest. You should want your class you room to run. You got sucked in, Rachel. Oh, I, well, and yeah. because the because, because you care, because you care, my, you care. My friend is the you one care. who's the sub. You care, so you need to concentrate on your friend and yeah. not concentrate and I on was, negativity. She wasn't there one day, and yeah. they and that, that one started saying, "Well, my kids were this and that." I'm like, "Oh, well, actually, if you would have handled your stuff, this one wouldn't handle it." So her kids. Almost didn't get into the field trip because of money issues and chaperones and all that stuff. She goes, 
My whole day started with going, I don't know, I'm just a sub. Like, I don't have any plans. I don't know who my chaperones are. I don't know anything because I'm not here all the time. I said you concentrate on the sub. And that was my friend. Yeah. So I'm there just like, go. well, no, stop. Yeah. Like, don't come here bitching, bitching. thinking yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. No, that's not how it works. We need to communicate. We're Get adults. Him. And if Get you don't him. like it, him, Rachel. don't come to my desk. This is my safe space, my bubble. When you enter it, you're asking for my opinion. And I gave it so, to you. So, in the context of the podcast. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, people need to own their <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. And but stop you, but you being mean to other people. But you can't force people to own their shit. Because it's down to kids now. Like but I you, just said to you. But, you. but you can't force people to own their shit. The fucking kids in our school <laughs> have can't. lost their ever-loving mind. You, you can make people tell their kid, stop being an asshole, and stop people. telling people, teachers, to fuck off because they have no empathy or apathy or whatever. And it's literally like hurting cats to water that don't know that they're cats or anything. They're just like body of, they're just blobs of bones and skin going fuck off. Sorry. It's alright. I'm just saying like, if, I hear you, sweet, if we need to sweetheart. embrace our I, future, if we need to I, embrace our future, we need to do better raising these kids because they I are feral you. and they have lost their minds. I think part of the problem with, and with, adults are like that too though. With, with accepting your past is kids too. Just, just think if you have kids in the mix with the divorce recovery. Oh, we're and talking you're about divorce? To, I forgot. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Right. Well, no, well, no, I'm just saying, but you just said, you know, kids are feral. Yeah. But just think if you had a feral kid while you're trying to accept your past and embrace your future, that's like a huge speed bump. But no. here's my thing. As a, and I can only speak for myself. Maybe I'm just at a different time. I don't know. But if I'm going through a divorce and my child is losing it, my focus is on my son. Yep. Like I was telling you, like my ex was moving and, you know, we were rearranging rooms in our house and trying to make space for everybody and all that. And my son started hair pulling because it's something he can control. Yep. Something that doesn't really show until you have a huge bald spot in your head. And as soon as I was like, what? That was my only focus. Yep. Not that I had to do this, not that my job, not that, nothing. Nothing became before my child. And Again, once I knew that there was a problem, like a lot of parents are like, I'm sorry. Oh, well, I, I, what are you going to do about it? You're with him from 7 to 2.30. Yep. You're you're responsible. No, that's not how. When I found that about my, excuse me, I hiccup burped. Um, when my son was doing that, I called his teachers. I called this counselor. I talked to all of the, you know, before and after school program. You did every, everybody. I said, hey, here's what's going on. If he needs space, if he needs to come home, if he needs to talk to the counselor, what do I sign? You know, if he's just having a bad day, call us, please. We want to know. Let like, know. So we can nip this in the bud before it gets worse. And again, in fourth fifth sixth grade your appearance what people think of you is so important yep. and you got a bald spot and Megahead's like oh what happened to you like now he has to explain it now he's in a tight spot then he has a stomach ache and yep. it's a big trickle where we have a lot of parents who are like oh i don't know what to tell you what's the school going to do for him well we can only do so much yep. we need you all to like Step buck up, up and say hey stop Rich, having 27 kids. raise your own damn kids yeah yep. home training home yep. training home it's training. not i mean some days it's harder than others, but teach your kids to pick up after some. Give them fucking responsibilities. They come to school and it's like, ah, cool, we're at the circus. Oh, not my circus, not my monkeys. I'm about ready to like call the wicked witch because we need to like. Because they need to embrace their future. 
Well, no, and I think we we're not we're not setting we're not setting boundaries. I, I think that's part of the problem for adults. We're that's not a, setting a a boundaries part, for adults. That's part of the problem. Even like with a, a divorce, when you're yeah. going through it, like when your ex starts shouting and spewing shit because they're angry and the kids are involved and all this other stuff, you go, wait, stop. Yep, don't want to hear it. I'm sorry, that's not going to work for me today. But thanks for asking. Um, you need to stop, rewind, take yourself. I love our my son's baseball coach this year he's like no matter what happens at the game frustrated this your kid's not getting enough time you didn't get up the bat you did the umpire blah, blah, blah. 24 hours 24 hours give me 24 hours because the coach talk. needs to come off of his you know Hi. if the um yeah. didn't call a thing or the kid was out and he was actually safe and all sorts of stuff he needs to process all the things right mm-hmm. so in 24 hours everybody's no one's heated Right? You might be upset that your kid didn't, like, you know, he got out at third, whatever. Or, you know, he something was missed. But that 24 hours, you can reflect on. Cooler heads. Were, were the other fans being unruly? Were our parents being unruly? Were this, was this happening? Was your son bullied today? Was this happening? All the things. Did you lose your job? Did your car break down? There's a bunch of stuff that comes into when you have all these things. So, in divorce... All these things are coming at you, job, children, blah, 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 finance, lawyers, all this. 24 hours. Make it like. I like that. In 24 hours, we can have a discussion. We can revisit it. Because you have written that text or that email 400 times already mm-hmm. and backed them up. And then you're like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. Okay. It's it's a 12-year-old Little League game. Yeah. That it, uh, makes you, you might remember, but mom's it, not going to remember. It makes you put it in perspective. Yeah. In hindsight, is your kid healthy? Yes. Yep. Did your kid... Did you know, anybody die? Yeah. Did a parent yeah. beat up another parent? Is someone ejected a kid now, kicked out of league? All these things that can happen. And when you come in it right in the minute, you know all the emotions that you go through, right? Okay, we're signing the papers. We're doing this. We're doing that. All those emotions. Give it 24 hours. You're having so what a What I'm hearing is that divorce recovery can learn from little league. Yeah. Well, our coach, like... Damn. Our, our coach, I... I I've been in sports with my kids for many years. My oldest is twenty, going to be 26. Um, he's been in t-ball, soccer when he was like four, you know, the whole mm-hmm. sports gamut. And I have actually seen grown people attack refs at a basketball game. I've seen people throw stuff. I've seen, like, people get into fist fights. I've seen it all. But that whole, like, everybody, let's take 24 hours. Let's take another day. Let's figure it out. See what you're actually upset about. Was it because you got a flat tire on the way to the game and your kid was late and now the kid's getting in trouble because the coach is like, hey, you're late. You know, there's a lot of things that go in divorce. Did you get a letter saying you had $27 in the bank and (laughs) you just, you have a bill that's due tomorrow, but you don't have the money to pay it. But but you you still go get some bar food because that's your, that's your comfort food. Or you go on a date as a hoe phase and you have someone else pay for your food. There you go. Hey. I mean, so you have to put it, like you said, put everything in perspective. You may not come to agreement in 24 hours, but it's less shocking or toxic. Stressful. Or, yeah, and it's less, you know, hit them where it counts kind of thing. And again, how many times have you written those texts? Blah, 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 it's 400 pages long, and you're like, okay, that's going to piss them off. Yep. That one's going to do that. That one's going to, well, that's going to trigger her. Then that's going to lead to this, and then the kids are going to be the brunt of it because they're with their the parent that day. I usually and, sent my text. I didn't care. I do too, but... I think, but then at, I, but then I chilled out at later. some yeah, point because you still hurt. Because like, you still hurt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's all you're gonna say. Okay. Like, all right, mm-hmm. cool story. But all most most of the time, the angers and stuff it comes from what hurt. Yep. And divorce is hurtful. It's 
you don't love me anymore. You don't like me. You don't like what you liked before. What's changed? You know, so you have to accept. You have to accept that it's different. That if you want to have a better future or a happier future or a brighter future, whatever, you need to work on your shit. Have grace. Give grace. Have grace. Just, you know, move on, fuckers. Like, let's let some stuff go. You may have to bite your tongue a little. But it comes to some point when you have boundaries and stuff, you will get your, your voice heard. Even if you have to do a podcast for it. You're going to do it 24 hours later. But just give it some time and like, yes, we're all, we've all had that heated, like, fuck off, you fucking fuck, fucking fucker. Right? Damn. Yes. That's not but, a fuck. But we've also had like, where were we? Where have we come from? What, you know, we have children. If you have children, you, you had a life together. You had good times or you wouldn't have been married. Yeah. Like I had 24 years. It yeah. wasn't bad, all bad until it was yeah. bad. Like, you know, it wasn't all bad. And even when it was bad, there were some good moments that came out of it. Like, hey, we finally can talk to each other without having a screaming match or someone being pissed off or punching a hole in a wall. Like there's a lot of shit that has come from yeah. this. And that helps you. Yeah. Accept your past and embrace your future. All those things you talked about. I mean, look at you. Everything. You worked on your anger, right? Yep. And now I love everybody. And now I just love everybody. I, I love everybody. And some yeah. people I just don't give a shit about. Yes. Hercules, Hercules. No, so I think even in your new relationship, I think a lot of times things will come up and you're like, how would I react, would have react did before? Oh, and yeah. how I react now? I'm like, it's a whole different person, cool. whole different situation, whole different life. And now I'm just like, okay. And I, and my thing, and I've told you this before too, when I'm upset, I get quiet because I'm trying to process all the ways it's going to, that it can come out or how things will work out. Hopefully, hopefully positive. And I think <clears> I, <throat> I try, I, I used to be like, oh, there we go. We're going to get divorced. That, that's it. Cause the, <laughs> the D word was thrown around a lot. And I think that's a big problem too. People just like, fine, we're going to get divorced. I'm like, yep. Oh, it sounds easy, but people, it's not. people don't know how hard it is. Yeah. So uh, the post, the pre, the during, and the post. Like nothing in my life now makes me want to fight ever. And before I was like, I'm just gonna fight. That's like wasted energy. Yeah. No, I'm just like, yeah. There's nothing that would make me want to fight mm-hmm. again. And anything that would have caused a fight before, if it comes up now, it's just like, okay, well, all right, uh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And th- and there's not that so. Mm. Most things are, I feel like, you know, in a good relationship, you're trying to help each other get to that future where you can just be blissful and like, cool, look, at, let's go to the beach. Let's go to there. Let's do the things like it's not hard to live a happy life if you heal from the, the life that wasn't, you know, happy rainbows and butterflies. Well, I think that's a great closing statement. Rainbows and butterflies. Yeah, Rainbows and butterflies. I can see twice as high. Butterflies in the sky. Is that it? Butterflies in the sky. I don't know that song. Reading Rainbow. All, all song I know is like, hey, cool. I don't care about people. No. What the hell are you singing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, everybody. That's Episode 127. So congratulations, David and Valerie. Yay! How do you accept your past and embrace your embrace your future? And Rachel gave us a lot of, a I lot mean, I of wisdom. I feel like I did all the talking because you did a little podcast without me. And, yeah. You know, it was really great, but what the fuck? Yeah, I know. God damn it. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to do one by myself. Oh, that's scary. Oh, 
would be great. That'd be like a two-hour. I would just have to put in like a podcast. little picture of a squirrel, and be like focus. Or maybe <laughs> just like a just like an outline, just to stay and, and do like blinders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking. <laughs> Tell an insert joke. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a nice night. Love you.